More injuries and more roster moves for the Islanders as they prepare to meet the Blues tonight. We've got that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman. Blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson. Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, you can email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on X, formerly Twitter, at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on X at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long. And uh, I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis. And it's great to talk Islanders hockey with you, game time or any time. The Islanders still dealing with two issues that are very related And yet, we need to sort of figure out how they affect each other. And the two issues are injuries and the salary cap. So, we all know, uh, everydayers, yesterday uh, on the show, we discussed that Casey Sezikis was injured during the game, took a shot on his left hand, it was a a blocked shot, pretty hard shot at that, in the second period, ended up leaving the game and did not return. Now, the Islanders have not made a roster move concerning KC Sezikis, at least as of the time of this broadcast. So, Sezikis remains on the active roster. But the Islanders did make Two corresponding moves, and again, this is where sort of the salary cap crunch and the injury situation come together to form the necessity of making these moves. The Islanders placed forward Hudson Fashing, who's been 
out of the lineup since January 25th with a lower body injury. He has now been placed on LTIR, retroactive to January 25th. So that means that basically he will be eligible to return to the lineup on Sunday, February 25th. That's the earliest that Fashing will be able to return. Now, keep in mind that for LTIR, a player must sit out at least 10 games and at least 24 days. But because this is retroactive to January 25th, you have uh, you know, only until February 25th to get to that 10-day threshold, obviously, the bye and the all-star break extended that time period. Now, we all know what was up with Fashing every day, or if you listen to the show yesterday, Fashing had skated with the team last week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So he was getting close to a return, but then when the team headed for Pittsburgh before Tuesday's game, he didn't make the trip with the team due to an illness. So the illness will clearly keep him out of the lineup. Uh, he's certainly not going to appear Thursday and not going to appear Saturday uh, when the Islanders host the Tampa Bay Lightning. Will be eligible to return for next Monday's game in Dallas against the Dallas Stars, but we'll see again when and if they activate fashing because when a player goes on LTIR, you end up saving money against the cap. You get a certain amount of cap relief as a result of the LTIR. So, the corresponding move that the Islanders made, and it should not surprise anybody, but they once again recalled center Kyle McLean from Bridgeport. And look, McLean was just up with the Islanders uh, about two weeks ago, maybe 10 days ago, played in six games for the Islanders, had his first career goal on a pretty breakaway, was a plus one at four penalty minutes, made 13 hits in those six games, uh, and only had three shots on goal, so he's kind of working on that. Um, but overall, McLean made a nice, solid showing. He is, in many ways, uh, kind of a younger version of Casey Sezikis. Now, I'm not saying at this point in his career he's as good as Casey Sezikis. Sezikis is certainly better in the face-off circle than McLean has been so far. Uh, McLean took 10, uh, excuse me, took 44 face-offs, won 14, and lost 30. That is obviously something he's going to need to work on at the NHL level for those six games. Sezikis, much better in the dot. Sezikis, obviously, more experience, more familiar with his teammates, and, you know, knows what it takes to be in the NHL. 
McLean maybe brings a little more burst, a little more speed, a little more uh, juice because he's excited about being up at the NHL level and, you know, adds a little youth and enthusiasm to a lineup that, as we know, doesn't have a lot of it. So I think McLean, for the short term, can be a more than adequate replacement for Casey Sezikis. And it just becomes a question of, you know, whether or not things stop there. Because, again, the trade deadline, March 8th, not that far away. If the Islanders move a center, and the most likely center they would move, and we'll continue to talk as we get closer to the trade deadline, but the most logical player to move for value, cap space that you need to free up, and just sort of how replaceable they are, the most logical guy to to deal would be J.G. Pajot. And if you do that, you can move Casey Sezikis once he's healthy up to the third line, and then you can move McLean up to the fourth line, And then, of course, it obviously depends on who you get back. But McLean, how well he plays, if indeed he plays, because, again, Sezikis could be ready to go, uh, but it looks unlikely with the Islanders calling up McLean, and they're certainly hedging their bets that someone will be ready if, uh, you know, Casey Sezikis is not ready to go. But... uh, You know, McLean may be auditioning for a more long-term role that could help the Islanders free up uh, a position where a future trade could be made. And whether that trade is designed to just get younger, get prospects, get picks, and free up cap space, or whether it's designed to go all in again this year for a playoff spot, that remains to be seen. And again, that is something we will discuss extensively here on the Locked On Islanders podcast in the coming weeks. But that is the roster move. Hudson Fashing, LTIR, Kyle McLean up, probably in anticipation of uh, the absence of Casey Sezikis tonight against the Blues. We'll see how it all plays out once we get closer to game time. And again, follow me on X, formerly Twitter, to get the latest news about Casey Sezikis' status for tonight's game as soon as it becomes available. We have got a lot more to get to on today's show. We're going to talk about what happens when another injured Islander is ready to return, and he is supposedly close to being ready. How do the Islanders handle that situation? We'll have a full preview of uh, tonight's game against the Blues. That's an 8 o'clock Eastern time start. And don't forget, you could hear every minute of that game with the Islanders' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just go to the SXM app and do a search for Islanders. We'll also have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a St. Louis native who started his career with the Islanders and is in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Let's see if you can guess who that is. All that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Grocery bills are... So expensive these days, but now they don't have to be. Start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items 
from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. So you can buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're trying to go to, or the fancy dinner that you've been craving. Join over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDONNHL when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code LOCKEDONNHL. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKEDONNHL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national news covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today, now available on the free Fire TV channel app. So the Islanders have another player who is on LTIR now besides Hudson Fashing. And it's a player who's been there for a little while, but has been skating again with the team. And it's just a question of, you know, when he'll be ready to return. And this is, of course, Robert Bortuzzo. He played 11 games with the Islanders before being injured on January 2nd against the Avalanche. He suffered a lower body injury, 17 block shots in 11 games, and he also really helped a young player like Samuel Bolduc. Bolduc played better when he was paired up with Bortuzzo. And, you know, they put Bortuzzo on LTIR, but he started practicing again about 12, 13 days ago. So he is getting close to being ready to return. But what, where would he fit in right now? Well, Bortuzzo is a right shot defenseman. The Islanders present right shot defenseman. There are three, Ryan Pollock, Noah Dobson, Scott Mayfield. Obviously, Pollock, And Dobson, uh, barring injury, they're going to remain in the lineup. The question is, if Bortuzzo is healthy, do you then either bench Scott Mayfield, alternate Mayfield and Bortuzzo, or, or is it possible, since we've heard a lot of reports that Mayfield is playing through an ankle injury, Do they then turn around and place Mayfield on IR, give him time to heal that injury, and put Bortuzzo into the lineup instead? Mayfield, look, I I know his contract is unpopular. I liked the idea of bringing Mayfield back. Right-handed defensemen are difficult to find. He is, (coughs) when healthy, a fairly reliable right-handed third-pair defenseman. 
But this year, due to an assortment of injuries, he has just not played up to his own reputation. And his play has been a detriment at times to the team. Does it benefit Mayfield and the Islanders to place Mayfield on IR or even LTIR? Let him heal up. He might be able to come back if you do that, you know, by, let's say, the last... He'll be back for the last three weeks, four weeks of the season if you put him on LTIR this week at some point. It also frees up, you know, $3.5 million prorated cap space and gets Bortuzzo back into the lineup. That's one option. The other option is Bortuzzo either stays on LTIR and is not activated, or Bortuzzo is activated, and then, again, trade deadline coming up, not far away. Does this mean that either Sebastian Ajo, Samuel Bolduc, Mike Riley, one of them, could be moved as part of some deal that the Islanders are trying to cook up. Uh, we know Sebastian Ajo is in the last year of his contract. Not sure the Islanders would bring him back. He is, in my opinion, best suited to be a seventh defenseman, uh, which is kind of where he's at right now. And, you know, if you can get something for him, do it. Or... You could try to send him down to Bridgeport. He'd have to go through waivers. If somebody claims him, great. If nobody claims him, you save his money on the salary cap, send him down, and open up a spot for Bartuzzo. So there are a lot of options out there. I think that giving Mayfield a rest at this point to try to heal the ankle injury that has clearly been affecting his play would probably benefit both the team on the ice and with a cap situation and would give Bartuzzo a chance to sort of showcase his talent. Whether or not the Islanders go that route or not remains to be seen. There are obviously a lot of different choices here, but to me... I think you free up a lot more cap space by putting Mayfield on LTIR and allowing him to rest the injury and going forward from there. Or, again, the trade situation. Are one of the the defensemen that we mentioned or any of the top six defensemen, although I seriously doubt you're not trading Romanov, Dobson, they're not going anywhere. Mayfield, maybe... But again, he has a no-trade clause, so, you know, that's not going to work. He'd have to waive it. I doubt they're signing, uh, trading, rather, Adam Pellick or Ryan Pollock. So, again, but it all depends largely on how Lou Lamorello views this team as we get closer to the trade deadline. Is Lou going to stand pat? Is he going to double down and try to make another big Bo Horvat-type move to get this team into playoff contention this year? Or is he starting to sell off some players to try to recover whatever picks, prospects, or players he can get in return in order to shake this team up a little bit 
and improve things going forward. All of these things are on the table right now. I think resting Mayfield may be the best move short-term and long-term for the Islanders. It would give him a chance to get healthier. It would give him a chance to get his confidence back. And it it just, I think, would make the most sense cap-wise for the Islanders and free up the possibility of another move. But, again, we have to see, first of all, if Mayfield does really have, is really affected by an injury and whether or not he's eligible for IR and LTIR. We have got more to get to on today's show. We will have a full preview of tonight's game between the Islanders and the Blues. It's an 8 o'clock Eastern time start. You could hear every minute of this game on Sirius XM. Just go to the SXM app. You'll hear the Islanders hometown broadcast. Do a search for Islanders. We'll have that. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day. He is a Hall of Famer. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And you can join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. So, the Islanders and the Blues, second straight game, really, that the Islanders are facing a team in a very similar situation to where they are. The Blues are fighting for a playoff spot in the Western Conference. They have 60 points in 55 games, 29, 24, and 2. That places them in tied, tied right now for fourth place in the Central Division with Nashville, although the Blues do have a game in hand, and they've lost two in a row, and three of their last four, losing to Toronto, Nashville, and Toronto uh, again, while beating Edmonton in the midst of that run, and the Blues, you know, 23rd in the league in goals scored, kind of below average offensively, middle of the pack, 16th in goals allowed, The power play and penalty kill, both a little below average. The power play is 22nd in the league, 17.9% success rate. The PK, 19th in the league, a 78.8% success rate there. Their goaltenders right now, 
Jordan Binnington is the number one goalie. He starts two out of every three games. I expect we see Binnington tonight because backup Joel Hofer uh, played against Toronto in their last game back on uh, February 19th. So the odds are that Binnington will be the netminder. And, you know, the Blues, they have four players right now tied for the team lead with 19 goals each. That includes Jake Neighbors. That includes uh, Pavel Butchnevich, Jordan Cairo, and Robert Thomas. Thomas leading the team in assists by a wide margin with 43 and in points by a wide margin with 62. He's a plus 12, and he has a team-high 14 power play assists. Butchnevich leads the team with seven power play goals, followed by Neighbors with six. Uh, as far as the line combinations are concerned, Thomas, Butchnevich, and Kairou are the top line, followed by a second line of Braden Shen, Jake Neighbors, and Kasperi Kapanen. The third line from left to right, Brendan Saad, Kevin Hayes, and Jimmy Blaze. And then Oscar Sundqvist is the fourth line pivot. Alexei Tarapchenko to his left, Nathan Walker to his right. On defense, former Islander Nick Letty joins Colton Pareko on the top pair. Tori Krug and Matt Kessel are the middle pair. And then Marco Scandella and Callie Rosen are the third pair. Again, the goalies, Hofer and Bennington. Justin Falk and Scott Pernovich are on IR. Very doubtful we see either of them in the lineup against the Islanders. Both these teams just really in similar situations when it comes to, you know, their playoff chances. Maybe the Blues are in a slightly better situation than the Islanders. This is the first of two meetings between the Blues and the Isles. The second one will be March 5th, so that'll be one of the last games before the trade deadline back at the UBS Arena. Islanders really do need to get their power play going in this game, and they really need to make sure that they cash in on some of their chances on special teams. And, you know, the, the Blues right now, they do score by committee, but their top line has three of their top four goal scorers. You've got to slow down that top line. And that probably means trying to match up, if you can, because the Blues have the last change, but trying to get the J.G. Pajot line out there opposite Thomas Butchnevich and Kairou. Let's see if that's what Patrick Waugh decides to do. Not going to be an easy opponent. Both teams really need this game, and we'll see whether or not the Islanders are able to get it done uh, under the circumstances. Look, you know, again, the other thing that we haven't mentioned specifically, but it kind of is the elephant in the room, the Islanders need a 60-minute effort. If they get the lead, they need to hold it. And if they fall behind, you know, Okay, but you still need to play 60 minutes of hockey. And that doesn't mean you're going to be the better team for all 60 minutes, but the effort and you can't be careless on the ice the way this team sometimes gets in its own zone. 
for long stretches of time. We have now time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 59th birthday of former Islanders center Pat LaFontaine. LaFontaine, first pick in the 1983 entry draft by the Islanders, third pick overall, joined the Islanders after the 1984 Olympics, where he represented the United States. As I said earlier, he is from St. Louis, Missouri, and had an immediate impact in his 15 regular season games with the Islanders in 1983-84, 13 goals and 19 points. He had four seasons with the Islanders where he had 40 or more goals, including 54 career high in 1989-90 at 54 goals and 105 points. Now, he had 148 points with the Sabres. He was traded to Buffalo in the 91-92 season, and his best career year by far, 53 goals, one short of the number he had with the Islanders, and 148 points. That's a 95-assist season. LaFontaine did not win a Stanley Cup with the Islanders. He did go to the Cup Final in 84, but that's the team that lost to Edmonton in the final, falling just short in the drive for five. One of his better games with the Islanders, and boy, there were a lot. LaFontaine, dynamic, unbelievably prolific. After Buffalo had concussion issues, briefly played for the Rangers before another concussion ended his career, 1,013 points in 865 career NHL games, 468 of those goals, add 62 points, 26 of those goals, and 69 playoff games. One of his better games is an Islander, November 10th, 1987, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Islanders hosting the Washington Capitals, Clint Malarchuk, the goalie for the Caps, Kelly Rudy, the goalie for the Islanders, and this game, well, Pat LaFontaine left his mark on it immediately. He opened the scoring on the power play. Just two minutes and 19 seconds in, Alan Kerr and Steve Conroy the assist. He scored later in the period from Brad Lauer and Tomas Janssen. That made it 2-0 Islanders. And then early in the third, again on the power play, LaFontaine completes the hat trick. It was a natural hat trick with three goals in a row. Brent Sutter and Patrick Flatley with the assists on that. He later also assisted on a goal by Brad Lauer. That was the game winner in overtime. Islanders beat the Capitals in this one by a score of 4-3. to three. But for Pat LaFontaine, a hat trick, an assist, a plus two. He had eight shots on goal in this game. And while he had three of the four goals in this game, and assisted on the fourth. The goal that was the game winner is the one he assisted on, so he did not get the game winner, but one of the many outstanding offensive games that Pat LaFontaine had for the New York Islanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll have our key takeaways from tonight's game against the Blues, plus we will have a full preview of the Islanders' upcoming game over the weekend, Saturday afternoon, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!